Welcome to Reconciling Grace, a program where church leaders discuss various topics from the Bible. During the discussions, there may or may not always be agreement from every panel member on every point, but there is full agreement on the fact that the way to God the Father is through the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. This is Pete Vecchi welcoming you to another episode of Reconciling Grace. In the studio with me today is Vicki Cundiff and Mick Wells, and remotely from Danforth, Illinois, where he is the pastor of the Danforth Reformed Church, is Pastor Mac, P-Mac, Don McDonald. And it's good to have all of you with us again today. And we've recently done a program, an episode, I guess would be the way to say it, based on one of the songs that Mick Wells wrote back in the year about 1994, and we liked doing that so much, I guess we're going to do another one. And Mick, it looks like you were still writing songs eight years later, because it looks like this song was written by you in 2002. It was called, Yet I Will Rejoice in the Lord. What would you like to share with us about this song? Well, first of all, I'm going to have to repent for you having said that I wrote this, because I... (laughs) I pretty much took it verbatim out of Scripture, at least the first verse and and the chorus, and then, as your note pages, uh, Pete, will show you there that this was co-authored by my late father, uh, Edmund E. Wells, and that was about 18 years ago, but it seems like yesterday. Uh, The song, Yet I Will Rejoice in the Lord, is based upon uh, a passage a well-known passage in the book of Habakkuk, and I hope I pronounced that correctly, from from the uh, third chapter. I might mention, too, that this is one of three songs the Lord gave me that actually quotes or paraphrases Scripture pretty directly. I have another one called Behold, Bless the Lord, which is the entire uh, Psalm 134, uh, New King James Version. Also, a paraphrase of Psalm 136 called, Your Love Endures Forever. But you will find just about all of the lyrics here in the first verse and chorus, straight out of Habakkuk chapter 3 and verses 17 to 19. And Don, would you share with us uh, those verses that this song is based upon? Sure, it would be an honor. Though the fig tree does not bud... And there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. Thanks, Don, uh, for sharing that. And uh, very interesting passage. It's structured much like the Psalms. In fact, this particular passage was a prayer of Habakkuk. And if you looked at uh, chapter 3, verse 1, this is called, and please, I hope I say this correctly. I even listened to it on Google, the pronunciation. This is a shiganoth, and that is a type of uh, verse that uh, the resources tell me denotes a lyrical poem 
composed under strong mental emotion, a song of impassioned imagination accompanied with suitable music. It might be uh, what you call grunge rock today or something, huh? Well, perhaps so. And whenever, you know, whenever I wrote a song about that was based upon scripture, which is to be sung. Those two psalms I mentioned, 134 and 136, those were sung. This was also sung after Habakkuk uh, penned it. And when we played this song as a music group out in the churches and in public uh, events, I said, I just want to know someday when I get to heaven what the tune was <laughs> that was used to sing this song to this this prayer this this poem and i th i think uh maybe we'll get to talk to david up there sometime and find out what tune he used but uh the song lyrics here the first verse and chorus directly out of habakkuk and then there's a verse that my father wrote that was added and even though it was about 20 years ago I think it has a lot of application to our world today. So without further ado, um, listen now as uh, Wells of Salvation Gospel Band sings, Yet I Will Rejoice in the Lord. Though the fig tree does not bud and no grapes grow on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no
Straight from Habakkuk, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I really like that song. Well, you know, when we talked about doing something fluffy, I thought of this song. So, you know, um, when I wrote it, I was thinking after putting that together, and that was a lot of fun, by the way, to come up with those little parts and and uh, flourishes and and uh, what's the word? It's not a embellishment, a piccolo, oh, piccolo yeah. and stuff like that. So even though your crops were failing, you were just having a good time. Oh, I was having a wonderful <laughs> time. Yeah, they I was were probably dancing in the floor, probably <laughs> growing broccoli, which I didn't like. So if they were failing, you know, it made me feel good. So and not it to get off Brussels sprout, huh? <laughs> yeah, not to get off the subject. But I was asking while we were hearing that song. I said, "What was that synthesizer?" And it was synthesizer. I said who played the keyboard and bob said i did bob i did not know you were so talented that was bob morris well he's not giving his wife full credit because she i remember her putting a lot of that in there off the keyboard but still i mean that repent was, bob well wells of salvation <laughs> gospel band was you mick bob your sister melody and um did your dad actually sing with you all at the same time, or what? He did when he could. Okay. Uh, yeah, he was the kind of the founder of the whole thing, and and uh, so we worked him in quite a bit. When we would sing this song, by the way, we used it as a praise and worship song in in church back mm -hmm. when we were a P and W uh, group, and I referred to this song as quote Jewish disco. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, there are some people out there who really did enjoy this. If we would have been on Facebook Live, people would have seen me doing the Greek dance here in the song while it was playing here in the studio. <laughs> yeah. It was embarrassing, Pete. I know it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you look at the context for for the Scripture, it's kind of hot and cold. It talks about some things that are really kind of sad and depressing, Kind of reminds me of uh, the old hee-haw group that sang Gloom, Despair, and <laughs> on me, uh, talking about uh, just a terrible time in the land. And uh, one writer that I had uh, read about this passage, the commentary that uh, Habakkuk knew that the, the land was going to be conquered by the, uh, the Babylonians and... He, he could foresee this uh, with the insight given him from the Lord, and he knew that war would just decimate the land. Things wouldn't grow. Uh, crops failed. Uh, no sheep in the pen, no cattle in the stalls, just nothing to eat. It kind of reminds me of Kroger's during a lockdown. And so, uh, but yet, he says, I will be joyful in God my Savior. Now, um, Habakkuk saw Judah's rapid and moral spiritual decline, and he anticipated, and if you read all through uh, chapter 3, and he questioned God's use of a more wicked nation, Babylon, to punish a less wicked one, uh, that being the, the nation of Judah. So the forthcoming conquest, siege, and destruction of Judah would lead to famine in the land and its effects, as Habakkuk describes. 
But even so, the prophet rejoices. Uh, In Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 16, the last part of the verse says, Yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. I mean, he could see all this stuff coming, but as you can see, he was joyful in God his Savior. We're going to talk a little bit more about this. It's kind of counterintuitive, you know, to see all these terrible things happening around you and yet claim that you can be joyful in the Lord. We're going to take a break right now for a word from our sponsor. And stay with us. We'll be right back with Reconciling Grace. Welcome back to Reconciling Grace. In this program, we're featuring a song by the Wells of Salvation Gospel Band. It's entitled, Yet I Will Rejoice in the Lord, taken most directly from uh, the prophet Habakkuk. And Habakkuk knew that his land of Judah was going to be conquered, and there would be siege and destruction. He talks in uh, verses 17 through 19 of all types of terrible things that happen in the land, and it just seems counterintuitive because he circles back and says, even so, I will be joyful in God my Savior. And uh, the NIV says, the sovereign Lord is my strength. Well, I didn't know how to fit that into the lyrics neatly, so I said, Jehovah is my strength. To me, Jehovah is the triune God. So, can any of you panelists here relate to that? How, how you can be facing all this terrible tragedy and yet be joyful? One of the things that I think of, Mick, is, again, um, I don't want to necessarily date this program, but, you know, we have been dealing with COVID now for however many months, you know, six, eight, it seems like about 48 months. And... Um, Things are not nearly, nearly, nearly as bad for us as they were for Habakkuk. But one thing that I take comfort in, and, and it was, it, it came to me the other day as I was out for my walk. I, I've been a walker, by the way, for years, not just because that's the only thing we can do. I've walked for a long time before that. As I was out for a walk, the the first phrase, the first sentence of the song, this world is not my home, kept going through my head. And the point being, you know, what's going on here is is momentary. I mean, the Bible talks about, you know, these, these light momentary things are nothing compared to the glory that awaits us in heaven. Absolutely. Any other thoughts? Don't- I was um, sort of reflecting as a good Calvinist for a moment, you know, that God is on the throne and in control of everything. And you sort of take comfort in knowing he is there and he's watching over everything. And um, I, I've been amazed that even though, you know, like Pete is sort of saying, I don't want to put this one in the COVID time period, but since Pete has, I will too, that, you know, um, with him being in control and God being my strength, you know, how blessed we really are. And sometimes we don't slow down enough to really see the blessing, even in and amongst 
all the negative news, you know, God is moving and God is blessing. And, and sometimes, you know, um, we need to slow down and really say, hey, even though all these things are going wrong and Habakkuk gave us a good list, God's still there. And he is our strength and he is the one that gives us uh, joy. And that, that was sort of something I was reflecting on as I was listening to the song and, and just reading that text. You know, and when you think about the word joy, and I'm glad it's used here about being joyful in God, a lot of people will talk about the first cousin of joy, which is happiness. But those are not interchangeable. You know, when Habakkuk talks about all the terrible things that he sees coming, how can he possibly be happy with that? You know, if I have no food to bring into my home and to feed my family, I'm not happy. But guess what? I, I can still be joyful. And, um, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that joy is, is positive confession, as the modern church uh, sometimes uses it. But uh, I do think we ought to talk about the distinction between joy and happiness. And I found this online I'd like to share with you. It says, happiness tends to be achieved externally, while joy is something achieved internally. For example, we can feel happy when we receive something like a gift or achieve something like awards or honors. These things are external or belong to the surface of our lives. It is not something deeper, but rather superficial. You know, I, I've known of people who, who have a smile on their face, but they're not even happy with that. It's just a superficial, it's a, it's a mask. Uh, true joy is something deeper, on the other hand. It's something we feel internally in our lives as human beings. For example, when we feel great, when we feel great joy when we worship God the Father, and we feel the great joy when we remember our Lord Jesus Christ dying on the cross to save us for our sins. That quote resonated with me because... Uh, I can be joyful even when there's no reason to be happy, per se. And one thing I'd like to always point out, especially for people who are listening to this, is we need to be careful not to equate joy with an emotion. And I think you've said it in a different way, mm -hmm. but emotionally, I can't always make myself feel happy. I can't always make myself feel a certain way, but... The joy that I think of is just simply a contentment, a peace within my innermost being. Sometimes it makes me smile. Sometimes it just makes me relax. You know, whatever it is, it's just something along those lines. And an emotion is neither good nor bad. It is simply an emotion. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Uh, joy is something that God instills uh, within us. It's a reassurance that he's in in control hey mick don't you think too when you're looking over that word joy we could almost interchange it with contentment mm -hmm. uh-huh yeah yeah because it's a well as pete said uh, earlier this evening uh it's a piece that passes uh understanding yeah it's something supernatural from god it's a gift from god to to uh calm us when the waves are 
are rising. Well, let's get a little bit real. Yeah, please. Maybe there's some listeners out there going, yeah, but what about this? You don't know what I'm going through. And, and, and I say this with the utmost respect. I think sometimes um, we can, and I'm not saying we're doing fluff here, but I'm, I'm saying that sometimes we can look at something and go, okay, we can, we can be joyful in the midst of our circumstances, but if all of us were really honest right now, have you ever lost your joy? Have you ever had something bothering you so much that you had to be refocused by the Lord? And see, that's, oh, that's yeah. the gist of it. Uh, there's things that can steal my joy, things mm-hmm. that can steal your joy. And Satan likes to try to rob us um, of that joy. Yeah. And so we, we look at him in this, in this scripture, and he's saying, you know, all this disaster is going to come. Sometimes I've had disaster in my life. Sometimes people have had disaster in their life. And the only way that you get through it, of course, is with Jesus. But I and others, we have to refocus. We have to look to Him, mm-hmm. you know, and keep our focus on Him and trusting Him that even in the midst of darkness, you know, there's a pandemic going on right now, but it's like I was talking to somebody recently, you know, uh, as, a, as a pastor, and I also work as a manager in a company, I come across people coming to me, and they're talking to me about personal things in their life that has nothing to do with this pandemic, tragedies that have happened to them now or tragedies that have happened to them uh in, in their life that still affects them today. And so maybe some listeners are going, well, how can I find joy? Well, we're saying Jesus is the answer, but the only way that you're going to do that is you're going to have to go to him and you're going to have to talk to him. He wants us to just, like the Psalms say, we don't just talk to him with our hearts. And somewhere along the line, we're going to have to lay this thing down that even in the midst of Habakkuk, and I can relate to this completely, even in the midst of though this tragedy is happening in my life, or this tragedy is going to happen. You've revealed it. It's going to happen. That's what he was saying. It's going to happen, but you are sovereign. As, as He's totally in control. And because I trust that, because I know he's my Savior, because I know he's my God, then it's all about the trust. I'm going to have to look to God, and I'm going to I think it's what Habakkuk was doing. I'm going to have to look to God, and I'm going to have to say, no matter what I'm living in, no matter what is happening to me right now, no matter what my future holds, I'm going to trust that you hold my future even in the midst of all this disaster. And so listeners, just keep turning your heart to the Lord. God can miraculously fill you with joy. And I know I've experienced that, but he's never going to fill me with that if I'm going to hang on to my troubles and I'm not going to give them over to him. Well, Vicki, thank you for sharing that. I think that resonates with all of us. And I was thinking the terrible times that that we are in now, and terrible may be a relative term, but even Christians that I listen to on YouTube, they have to, uh, I've, I've noticed that various ones of them are taking a break from their broadcast because they're kind of overwhelmed by things, and uh, they have to regroup. Um, and on the on the secular side of things, I've heard that in these times, the people are going through all kinds of depression, and they're expecting suicides to uh, go out of control, too. But uh, we have to fall back and lean on God and uh, reset our, our gyros with what Jesus says in the Scripture. And for myself, I've noticed that if, if I'm going to really keep my joy, the only way I'm going to do that is if I'm going to stay in the Word and I'm going to pray. 
because if I'm wrapped up in what's going on with everything else, I mean, I, I read some of my news and things like that, and and I've got my job, and I've got you know things that I that I do, but I just notice if I don't do that, then now I'm struggling a little bit, and right. I'm reminded like, okay, where's my joy going to come from? It's going to come from the Lord, and I got to run back to Him. Well, we've got some scriptures here to share with you, uh, listeners, and it's about uh, joy and and rejoicing. And Pete, would you share with us Philippians 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 4? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. There's a song that goes like that Mm -hmm. too, right? I remember singing that a lot. Vicki, would you share with us 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verses 16 through 19? Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So that's kind of paraphrased what Pete uh, read for us from Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. And as Vicki read, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. Our focus should keep coming back to Jesus, who is the source of our joy. And be able to give thanks, as Vicki read, give thanks in all circumstances, for that's the will of God for us. I'm going to share with you Psalm chapter 33, verse 21. It says, For our heart rejoices in him because we trust in his holy name. We have something to rejoice about, something, uh, someone, God Almighty, who lives within us and nobody can take him from us, and I rejoice over that. And Don, would you share with us Psalm chapter 16 and verse 11? Sure, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is the fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Again, the Bible tells us that, that uh, our God is the source of joy. And, and as you read there, there's fullness of joy in the presence of our God. I've asked Pete to share with you uh, a scripture from the King James Version, so he didn't really relearn the English language to talk these and thous, but I've asked him to read this out of the King James. It's uh, Isaiah chapter 12, verses 2b and 3. The Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Now that's the namesake verse for our ministry, Wells of Salvation. And my dad, when he had a radio ministry, he would start all of his programs by reading this passage that Pete just read. But uh, pay attention to it. He's become Lord Jehovah is my strength, my song, my salvation. And then the scripture says, with joy. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. We can live our life with joy because uh, the Lord Jehovah is our strength and our song and our salvation. I really like that, Mick. And um, Vicki, some of the things that you've said today have been really good. And Don, likewise, I hope that I have been able to contribute some um, as well. The point being that we do need to rejoice, and sometimes it's not always easy to rejoice. Vicki, what you said about focusing on God is so, so important. Mick, thanks for sharing what you've done today. 
as we probably hear the music is playing in the background, meaning that it's about time for us to take off. So for Don McDonald, for Vicki Cundiff, and for Mick Wells, this is Pete Vecchi. I thank you for joining us today for Reconciling Grace. May the Lord bless you and rejoice in the Lord always. This has been Reconciling Grace. If you have a comment or a question for our panel, or if you would like to invite one or more of our panelists to share with your church or group, please send an email to rg at faithandfriendsradio.com. And thank you for listening to Reconciling Grace.